Hey everyone, Josh Case here, your online campus pastor here at Calvary Christian Center. Welcome to our podcast. May today's message bring healing, hope, and ultimately transformation. Hope you enjoy today's message. All my life you have been faithful. Can I get a witness here today? All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able. Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. Everybody sing all my life. All my life you have been faith. Somebody raise up your hands and declare it. All my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able I will sing of the goodness of God Your goodness is running after, it's running after God's word, if you're ready, shout, I'm ready. I'm warning you, I'm ready to preach. Are you ready to receive a word from heaven? After 25 years, I can honestly say God has been good. God been good to anybody here? And I approach, you say, well, apostle, after 25 years, what do you have to say? Honey, as I approach this next season, I have a profound understanding that this is not the time when we're going to coast we're not going to sit back we're not going to rest in our laurels we're going to reflect come on we're going to rejoice but we're going to renew hallelujah and say God what's next as God takes this church to new dimensions here's what I'm saying in faith he's going to take you to new dimensions anybody ready to go to new dimensions in the Lord Last Sunday morning, I was sitting there thinking, I was at my house, I, have, I always sit right by uh, this table that I have my Bible on, and I drink coffee, and I said, Lord, after 25 years, where do I go from here? And I just let my Bible fall open, and I read Isaiah 61, and the Lord said, this is the template for the next season of Calvary and all its campuses. How many of you want to hear where we're headed? Come on. The next 10 years, here's the key, Isaiah 61.1, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. I dare you to announce, that's me. Come on, everybody, just say, that's me. Tell your whole neighborhood, it's you, but it's me. Hallelujah. For the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. That's what we're going to do. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted, to proclaim that captives will be released, and prisoners will be set free. 
<laughs> he has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come. And with it, the day of God's anger against their enemies. To all who mourn in Daytona, Ormond, Port Orange, and Israel. Come on. He will give a crown of beauty for ashes. A joyous blessing instead of mourning. Festive praise instead of despair. In their righteousness, they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for his own glory. They will rebuild the ancient ruins. They'll repair broken cities destroyed a long time ago. Who's ready to do all that with me? Come on in the next 10 years. They will revive them, though they've been distorted for generations. Foreigners will be your servants. They will feed your flocks and plow your fields and tend your vineyards and fry your chicken. Hallelujah. You will be called priests of the Lord, ministers of our God. You will feed on the treasures of the nations and boast in their riches. Instead of shame and dishonor, you will enjoy a double share of honor. I said you will, just, you will enjoy a double share of honor. You will possess a double portion of prosperity in your land. Is there anybody ready for that? And everlasting joy will be yours. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. I will faithfully reward my people for their suffering and make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants, your children, will be recognized and honored among the nation. Everyone will realize that they are a people <laughs> the Lord has blessed. Hallelujah. How many of you want to be a people that the Lord has blessed and everybody recognizes it? I am overwhelmed with joy in the Lord, my God, for he has dressed me up with the clothing of salvation and draped me in a robe of righteousness. I am like a bridegroom dressed for his wedding and a bride with her jewels. The sovereign Lord will show justice to the nations and the world, everyone will praise him. His righteousness will be like a garden in the early springs with plants springing up everywhere. How many of you want that to be the next 10 years of this house and ministry? He said in verse 2 to declare, now is the time of God's favor. I want to preach for just a few minutes along these, these lines. Now is the time. We're going to see new faces, new places, and new graces. Who's ready for new faces, new places, and come on Calvary. I said, is there anybody ready to join with Apostle and declare, God, you ain't through. There's new faces, new places, and new graces. Now is the time. Woo. So slip up your hands, precious. Father, I thank you today that now is the time. We're not waiting on you. We're stepping into your now. We give you all the praise and all the glory. Bless us here. Bless our friends by live stream from around the world in Jesus' name. Somebody, if you're ready for now, give God a praise. Come on, give him a praise now. Amen. Precious, you can be seated. I truly felt this in my spirit. I, I, I was so grateful as I sat there last Sunday morning. And I just let my Bible drop open, and I read right, right at that very moment, Isaiah 61, 
And the Lord said to me, this is the template for the next season for all the Calvary campuses. I feel this in my spirit. Now is the time. You know, I, I've, I've been with some of my staff that was with me years and years ago this week. They came, and I was so honored, Trent and Keisha, uh, Stephen Sandra, who still attend church here but served on my staff, so many others, even Mike Spivey from when we first came. They came to celebrate our 25th anniversary. And I was looking at them in, in, in that gathering, and I remembered when they came. And when they came, I had this in my spirit, now is the time. When Trent was leading worship many years ago, I said, now is the time. When Mike Spivey came as our youth pastor, I said, now is the time. And through the seasons, the Lord would refresh in me that now is the time. And now I'm looking 25 years later, and I have a faith that is rising up in my soul. And I feel in my spirit that God is nowhere near being through with what he wants to do in this house. Many of you have come in the last few years. Some of you are brand new. Some of you have been here for decades. But I came to make this announcement. It's not tomorrow. It's not next week. It's not next month or next year. Now is the time for God to do a brand new thing. How many of you are ready for something new in your life right now? One, two, three. Give God praise. Hallelujah. What has been has been great, but we cannot live on what has been or even what will be. If we are to walk fully in our purpose, we must seize the now. I want to take some time and teach through Isaiah 61 because I feel in my heart that this text is a prophetic preview of what's coming to our churches, all eight campuses, and what is coming to our lives. And not only do we see a prophetic preview, we see here the tools that will be needed for us to be able to rise and seize this moment. Now, Isaiah 61, if you want to just get theological about it, it is an announcement of the year of Jubilee. It's an announcement that the time for the favor of the Lord has come. Is there anybody here today or on live stream? You're ready for the favor of the Lord to manifest in your life. Are you ready? And it also announces the coming of the king. It's a, it's a messianic text. But I want you to see what the scripture said in the very first verse. This is the critical component. It says here that the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. Make no mistake about it, Calvary. Everything about this new season and this next season hinges on the Spirit of the Lord. He is the key. We cannot do this without Him. Without the Holy Spirit, we are dead in the water. Without the Holy Spirit and His anointing, we are just a gathering of good people. But there is no supernatural element. There is no supernatural reality without the Spirit of God. Our past has required the Holy Spirit. Everything you see here today has manifested because this place has been saturated through the years with the Holy Spirit. 
Spirit. We require the Spirit of God. And I want you to know that our future requires the Holy Spirit. We're not going to figure something out that gives us the ability to accomplish what we need to accomplish outside of the power of the Holy Spirit. So we've needed it in the past. We needed him in the future. But we also need the Holy Spirit right now. We need a supernatural God in the room right now. And I'm going to take some time and unpack the layered meanings of the word spirit here. Because the prophet said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Now, the spirit here is the Hebrew word ruach. And when you define the word ruach, it means the breath of heaven and the wind of the spirit. The prophet said, the breath of heaven is upon me. See, I want the touch and breath of heaven in this house. I want it in my life. I want it on every campus. If we're going to experience the breath of heaven, when we do, it shifts the atmosphere. I want an atmosphere of heaven to manifest in this place. I want the breath of heaven because if we have the breath of heaven in this house, that means that heaven is close. Listen, in heaven, nobody's sick. In heaven, nobody's wounded. In heaven, nobody's discouraged. And here's what I say. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. How many of you are ready for the breath of heaven to just sweep through this house? Come on. Now watch this. I declare and decree that we will rise and experience afresh the breath of heaven. It was the breath of heaven that was breathed into man, that clay shell. It was breathed into man and he became a living being. And here's what my confession is today, precious. My confession is that God is breathing new life into his church and into his people and he's doing it right now. That's my confession. God's breathing new life into every campus. His Ruach is breathing new life in every person in this room. I decree it and declare it by faith. God is bringing, uh, breathing new life into young people, into young adults. Come on, somebody. God is breathing new life into our kids' ministry. God is breathing new life into our kids, our, our, our babies, our infants, our, everywhere you go on a Calvary campus, God is breathing in the place. My confession is that the Ruach of God, the breath of heaven, is not just breathing new life into this building and into these people and into these ministries. I declare that God is breathing new life into your home. He's breathing new life into your marriage. He's bringing new life into your family. He's breathing new life into your children. Oh, I feel this in my spirit. I want you to understand that God created that man. God created him, fashioned him, and made him in his image. But he wasn't alive until God breathed in him. And I feel in my spirit that I need to make an announcement. I heard the Lord say this morning, I wrote it down. God said, I'm creating opportunities, I'm creating doors, I'm creating destinies, and I'm breathing on them. He said, there's some things you haven't experienced, you don't know anything about, but God said, I'm about to create it, and I'm about to breathe on it. 
God said, I'm about to breathe on a new destiny. God said, I'm about to breathe on a new season. Just like I breathed on that man who had never lived, I'm about to give you something you've never seen and do something in your life you've never experienced. How many of you can say, Lord, just breathe on me. Just, just let the breath of heaven breathe on me. That's my confession over you. It's my confession over your family. Come on, somebody. That's my confession over your life. Now listen, it means the breath of heaven and the wind of the Spirit. But if you study the etymology of the word, of the Hebrew word spirit, the Spirit of God is the breath of heaven, watch this, that produces windy words. Mm. See, this is powerful. Somebody say windy words. This, this is so mighty to me because the Bible said in 2 Timothy 3.16 that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. The word inspiration there is the word theophanies. It means it is God-breathed. It literally means it is windy words. So every time you speak the word, the B-I-B-L-E, how many of y'all went to Sunday school and sung the B-I-B-L-E? Yes, that's the book for me. Come on, somebody. Every time you speak the word, understand your Bible is God-breathed and God-inspired. The Bible said it's good for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction, and righteousness. So when you speak what the Bible says, you're not speaking worldly words. You're speaking windy words. Too many churches have leaders now that have stopped speaking windy words and they've started speaking worldly words. I'm going to preach a minute whether you amen me or not. Words of compromise, words of their own opinions, words of a watered-down gospel, words of hidden agendas, and we as never before don't need windy words or, or worldly words in the house of the Lord. We need windy words. When a pastor and a preacher and a, and a leader stands up and preaches windy words, things change. Windy words will blow the compromise out of the church. Windy words will blow out the attack of the enemy and release revival. Windy words <laughs> will blow out unrighteousness and the attacks of hell and blow in the agenda of heaven. Get full of windy words. Windy words will blow out lust. Windy, oh, y'all ain't saying nothing. Windy, start speaking the word. It'll blow out addiction. Come on. Start, start speaking the word. It'll blow out compromise and unrighteousness. Let the spirit of the sovereign Lord come upon you and you begin to speak the word over your family. Speak the word over your children. Speak the word windy words. I declare windy words over your children, windy words over your marriage, windy words over your future, your finances, your mind, your career, every attack. Stop speaking worldly words. Open your mouth and speak the word of the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. With his stripes, I am healed. No weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. Hallelujah. Somebody get full of windy words. I'm ready for some preachers across America to speak windy words. Hallelujah. Somebody give God praise for windy words right now. 
So the next 10 years, I'm, I'm speaking windy words. Come on. We're not going to speak worldly words because there's no deliverance in that. Now, the Spirit of the Lord, the Ruach, the breath of heaven, producing the windy words of God, right? But if you continue to study the etymology of that word, Ruach, it means the scent of heaven, the aroma of heaven, and the touch of heaven. See, to me, a scent, a smell speaks of an atmosphere. You can be in a beautiful place, but if it stinks, you're ready to go. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Have you ever been in a place you walked in there and this is nice? Ooh, it stinks in here. I got to go. The Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord, the scent, the aroma, the touch of God, of heaven, is upon me. See, when a church and a ministry is vacant of the Spirit of the Lord, the atmosphere stinks. I'm only going to stay here a minute. Have you ever walked into a church uh, that vacant of the Spirit of the Lord and you said, man, it's atmosphere. It just stinks. If you're a spiritual person, you know what I'm talking about. You can discern a bad atmosphere. Can, can I get a witness? Have you ever walked in somewhere and you just said, man, there's something about this atmosphere. I don't know. See, if you're a spiritual person, you'll discern an atmosphere. It can smell like religion. It can smell like performance. Help me preach, somebody. It can smell like judgment. It can smell like political and social agendas. It can smell like compromise, cliques, elitism, pride. But I want the Spirit of the Lord to be so present in this house that we have the scent of heaven. I want people to come in here and spiritually begin to sniff stuff out. I just, man, it's, I smell salvation in this place. I smell healing in this. It smells like breakthrough in here. It smells like joy in here. It smells like peace in here. It smells like deliverance in here. Somebody's gonna come in here, you're gonna sniff out a new season. You're gonna sniff out a new breakthrough. How many of you wanna get an atmosphere where people come in and they can literally smell in the spirit? Come on, you better give God praise if you want that atmosphere. I want in these coming years that the, the least, the last, and the lost can walk in here flawed and imperfect and know that there is something in the room that can revolutionize their life. Pastor, I'm going to go to a perfect church. There's too many jacked up people at Calvary. Well, you go ahead and go and find that perfect church, and when you get there, they ain't going to let you in. I'm glad that we don't have to be perfect to come into the presence of the Lord. But in the name of Jesus, everything we need can manifest when he's there. I want there to be an aroma of God's presence in this place. But here's what I declare, precious. It doesn't stop here. It doesn't stop in this building. I declare that the spirit, the Ruach of God, it's in your car, it's in your home, it's at your table, it's at your job, it's at your school. When you walk in, you carry the aroma of heaven. People don't even know it, there's something different. I'm telling you, when you walk in the room, I'm decreeing and declaring that joy walks in, peace walks in, power walks in. Yeah. 
Tell your neighbor, say, ain't you glad you're sitting next to me? Come on. Aren't you glad? Because I'm carrying something this morning. Come on, make that announcement. Tell everybody around you, you better be glad you're by me because I've got the aroma of heaven in my life. Oh, glory. Man, when you get home, your husband ain't serving the Lord. Just get a little bit radical. He's sitting there watching preseason football, eating chicken wings. Just take a little grease off of the wings and anoint his head. Come on with oil <laughs> and say let me tell you something buddy your days in the world are numbered there is an aroma attached to my life that's going to shift the season that you're in hallelujah Ugh. now watch you get anything out of this I think I'm having more fun than you are he said the spirit of the Lord now the word Lord there it's the word Adonai. There are many names for the Lord. But one of the clearest definitions of the word Adonai is king. So the spirit of the king, the aroma of the king, the scent of the king, the breath of heaven, and the touch of the king is upon me. Anybody thankful for the touch of the king on your life? Okay, that's about half of you. I said, anybody thankful for the touch of the king that's on your life? You wouldn't be where you are today without the touch of the king. You wouldn't have what you have today without the touch of the king. Now, as I think about a king, the responsibility and power of a king in Bible days was amazing. The king maintained the peace. One of his chief responsibilities was to maintain the peace. How many of you believe that in the next season, you're not going to be full of drama, you're not going to be full of anxiety, but the king's peace is going to rest upon you? Okay, the, key, the king not only maintains the peace, he leads into war. So when you've got a conquering king, we don't, we don't have a king that is being defeated. We have a conquering king. That means he leads you into battle, provides direction, and gives you victory. That the king gives the roadmap for the kingdom. He tells us where we're going. The king, watch this now, he also is responsible for releasing blessings. How many of you are ready for the king to release some blessings in your life right now? Oh, I better ask you again. Blessings of joy, peace, power, breakthrough, financial blessings. Make a little noise if you're ready for the king to release some blessings. But here's what else you got to know. The king has the final word. The king has ultimate authority. And I want to tell you that your sickness doesn't have the final word. Your poverty doesn't have the final word. The attack doesn't have the final word. Rebellion doesn't have the final word. Addiction doesn't have the final word. Oh, let me get real. Your mama doesn't have the final word. Your daddy doesn't have the final word. A deacon don't have the final word. An elder doesn't have the final word. An usher doesn't have the final word. Come on, somebody. Your grandma doesn't have the final word. But Adonai, the king of kings, has the final word in your life. Yeah. Somebody give God praise that the king has the final word. Tell, tell somebody in your neighborhood, say, neighbor, 
say you can just sit there but I gotta give the king praise cause he's got the final word I don't care what my son said I don't care what my daughter said they won't serve the Lord they don't have the final word Jehovah Adonai has the final word Come on, the president doesn't have the final word. Governors don't have the final word. The House and the Senate doesn't have the final word. Adonai has the final word. Mm. (laughs) He maintains the peace. He leads us in war. He provides direction. He releases blessings. Come on now. And he has the final word. Now our king does that and more. And the Bible said in 2 Corinthians, precious 5.20, that we are Christ ambassadors. That means we're emissaries and representatives of the king. We carry his scent, his aroma, his presence, and his touch. That means as ambassadors, then we operate with his authority. An ambassador operates with the authority of the king. In years gone by, when an American ambassador would rise to speak, the entire nation was behind him. The president was behind him. The house is behind him. The Congress is behind him. Governors are behind him. Elective officials are behind him. The army is behind him. The Navy is behind him. The Air Force is behind him. Y'all ain't saying nothing. The Marines are behind him. Every ship, every tank, every helicopter, every airplane, every soldier, every submarine, every bomb, every gun, every bullet. When that ambassador speaks with authority, he is backed up. I'm going to tell you something that the enemy doesn't want you to know. As ambassadors of the king, when we speak, all that the king has power over is behind us. That means when we speak as Christ ambassadors, the Father is behind us. The Son is behind us. The Holy Ghost is behind us. Every angel in heaven is behind us. Us. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, and Judges is behind us. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Acts of the Epistle, Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, Galatians, and Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. 1st ah. Peter, 2nd Peter, 1st and 2nd and 3rd John, Jude, and Revelation. It's all behind us when we speak. The Word of God is behind us. The host of heaven is behind us. Good God Almighty, I need to hear from some Christ ambassadors in the room. The devil doesn't want you to know that. Adonai, the king, is behind you. So he said, the ruach, the spirit, the breath, the touch, the windy words, The spirit of the Lord, the king, is upon me. Somebody say upon. Up on. That's what it is, two words, upon. But if you define it, it means in addition to. Now that's some praising stuff right there. I remain thankful today for my in addition to. If people see us and all they see is a 
group of religious folks who love to hang out and like to pray and sing beautiful songs, they've missed the it in our lives. Because our power is not in our own strength or ability. Our power is in addition to. It's the Spirit of God. If they only see preachers, they're not seeing the full scope. If they only hear music or see nice facilities or good programs, if they come on our campuses and all they see is a nice building and a nice place to connect, they don't see what really gives us the power. It is the in addition to. It's the fact that there's somebody in the building that is greater than the building. There's somebody in the house that is greater than the house. So here's what I want you to understand. The devil does not fear you. He fears what's upon you. Your enemy does not sweat you, but he fears what is upon you. See, the word upon doesn't just stop it. In addition to, it means excess and above and beyond what is normal. Tell your neighbor, say, I'm not normal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, you, you know you just told the truth right there. Tell, tell them again, say, you're not normal either. You're not normal either. I don't want to live a normal life. I don't want to be a normal believer. I don't want to be a normal person. I want to have something in addition to that produces in excess above and beyond what is normal. I declare that there's a word that's called paranormal. It's when you step beyond the normal and you step into paranormal. That is the things that are not normal will begin to manifest in your life. If you're ready, give God a praise right now. Uh. Uh, it's preternatural. That's the word. It means supernatural. Now, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Then watch this. He said, because. Somebody say, because. Because, because means for the reason. It means the cause, the account of. This speaks of purpose. So in this next season, I testify to you that every one of you have a purpose. The Spirit comes on us for us to rise and fulfill our purpose. The Spirit will rest on churches, every campus in Jesus' name. Not just to make people in the congregation feel good, but for us to rise and fulfill the cause after 25 years of leading this precious house and all these campuses covering all these preachers, I still believe in the cause. I still believe that the cause of Christ is the greatest cause of all. You say, Apostle, now, why are you still pressing? Why are you still pushing? Why are you still pursuing? Because, I say because, because, because the lost still need Jesus. Because the world still needs healing. Because America still needs awakening. Because our nation needs to see a multicultural, spirit-empowered, spirit unified church. I still pursue and press and push because the next generation still needs the truth. I do it because the sick still need healing. The hungry still need feeling. The broken still need mending. The bound still need to be set free. Our children still need to know that there is power from on high. They still need to know that he's a healer. Savior, deliverer, the Spirit of God needs to still move because 
You don't live with a cause in your life. Your life is empty. Why are you doing it, Apostle? Why are you so radical? Because, on account of, because he has anointed. Somebody say anointed. Oh, this is about to get good. Anointed means painted. In the Hebrew, it means rubbed, smeared with just the right measure of power to fulfill the task. Come on, somebody. Uh, you, you understand what I'm saying? God will not call you to do something and then not give you the power you need to get it done. In the name of Jesus, when God calls you, he equips you, and that's what the anointing does. In the Old Testament, when people were anointed, they were anointed with oil. And oil is a symbol of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's anointing. When David was anointed with oil in chapter 16 of 1 Samuel, he had a hen of the anointing oil poured over him. If you want to know what a hen is, a hen is about six to nine quarts of oil. How many of y'all know David didn't just get an oil change? He got an oil change and a lube job. Can I get a witness? He was anointed to be king, and they poured about eight to nine, six to nine quarts over his head. And so David receives that anointing, and then 10 verses later, remember, he's been a shepherd boy, alienated by himself in the field. But 10 verses after he received the anointing, he went from the pasture to the palace. He went from the pasture to the palace. I'm going to tell you something that ought to thrill your soul. Promotion follows anointing. He was in the field. He didn't see. He seemed like nobody knew who he was. The prophets crying over Saul, and and the Lord said to Saul, "How long you gonna cry?" Said to Solomon, "How long you gonna cry?" Said to Samuel, "How long you gonna cry over this king Saul? I have found me another. He might be by himself. He's in obscurity right now, but he's blowing me kisses and he's singing me love songs. Hallelujah! He's pursuing me and preparing." And God promoted him by the anointing. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but I declare it over every campus. I declare it in this house. Promotion is about to come your way as you walk in the anointing. How many of you ready for promotion in our churches? Give God a shout if you are. Then, watch this. He's anointed in chapter 16. He gets in a fight in chapter 17. See, some of y'all say, well, I want to be anointed. Pastor, I want that anointing Pastor Don's got. My question is, why? Here's what you got to know. War follows anointing. Do you think the devil's just going to lay down? Do you think he's just going to give us these cities? No. The kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. War follows anointing. But here's what you got to know. Nine feet, nine inches tall, Goliath was. He was 425 pounds. The head of his spear weighed 25 pounds. David comes out there just a basically a teenager. He walks out there and conquers Goliath. You know why? Because he got the anointment before he got the appointment. Hallelujah. 
That means before he ever got in the fight, he had what he needed to win the battle. I need somebody right now who knows that there might be warfare in your future, but you believe that in the mighty name of Jesus, before I even get to it, I've got what I need to overcome it. So God, it'll be a testimony that you've caused me to be a giant killer. Are there any giant killers in the house? That's what I'm looking for in this next season. I'm looking for giant slayers that will say, bring it on, bring it on. The Lord is on my side. I've anointed for this battle. Some of y'all say, well, you know, Pastor, Apostle, I, I got that anointing a long time ago. I received it back in the depression. I've been depressed ever since. Come on, y'all. <laughs> See, I grew up in the old time church and they had a communion table that sat in the front with a flower on it. Y'all don't say nothing. Some of y'all grew up like me and it, it, it was, it had to be changed every couple weeks cause the flowers would die. But they would put a bouquet of flowers and beside of it, there was anointing oil. And that oil had been there since shortly after the crust of the earth cooled. Come on, somebody. And when you prayed for people, that's the oil that they used. And y'all know it wasn't the cute oil like we got now. The oil we got now smells like myrrh and frankincense. And that oil was rank. It was stinking oil. When, you, when they rubbed you with it, you smelt it because it stinks so bad. And I found something out. If you don't use oil, oil goes rancid. Preach apostle. If you don't use oil, oil goes bad. Here's the problem. Some of you are trying to fight today's battle with yesterday's oil. You're trying to win today's victory with yesterday's oil. I see preachers trying to win today's world with yesterday's oil. But if you study the life of David periodically, he went throughout his life and he would receive fresh oil anointings, so much so that he recorded in 92, in Psalms 92.10, but my horn you have exalted like a wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil. I declare that in the next season, somebody's about to rise with fresh oil in your life. If you want a little fresh oil, give God a praise right now. Hallelujah. Spirit of the Lord God is upon me for he has anointed. You ready? Me. Me. Like it or lump it. Celebrate or tolerate me. I've got issues, but he anointed me. I'm flawed and imperfect, but he anointed me. I don't have, a, I don't have a, the most wonderful past, but he anointed me. Are there any me's in the house? Are, are there any me's that can say, Lord, if you're going to anoint somebody, anoint me. If you're going to use somebody, use me. If you're going to bless somebody, bless me. Here's what I declare. Now is the time. Now is your time. Somebody tell everybody, now is your time. You've been equipped, and this is what I feel. 
After 25 years, now is the time. You say, Apostle, what's it time for? It's time for new faces. New people are coming to our churches. It's time for new, 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 new faces, new places, and new graces. Isaiah said, in Isaiah 61, he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted and to proclaim liberty to the captive. Bind up means to heal. So here's what I declare in the coming years. Every Calvary campus will be dedicated to healing the brokenhearted, the wrecked, the crushed, the broken, the battered, and the shattered. They will find healing when they come through our doors. Come on, on every Calvary campus, they will find healing. The broken, the wrecked, the crushed, the battered, and the shattered. This is powerful. Now is the time. We're going to love the lost and the hurting like we've never loved them before in our lives. This is the season for new faces. Listen to me. To comfort those who mourn in Zion. To give them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy instead of mourning. And a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Somebody say, now is the time. Now is the time. We will defeat depression. We will release joy through our radical praise. If you want to take off a spirit of heaviness, do it right now. And put on a garment of praise. Hallelujah. Here's what I say prophetically. Get ready for new faces. Now is the time. The lost will be found on our campuses. The depressed will receive joy. The bound will be set free. It's time for new faces. That means you may have to come early to get your seat. Come on, somebody. How many of you are ready for new faces on every campus? Are you ready? Watch this. Here's the 10-year plan. They will rebuild the old waste places and repair destroyed cities. We have eight campuses now. Just a couple of years ago, we had four. All of a sudden, we have eight. And some of y'all say, well, eight's good. We can just chill with eight. No. Eight campuses, as my declaration, is only the beginning. We will rebuild broken, spiritually broken down cities with strategically placed Calvary campuses across America. And how about this? And around the world. Now is the time for new places. Thank God for Indiana, Kentucky. Thank God for West Florida. Thank God for Orlando. Thank God for Ormond Beach. Thank God for Indiana. Thank God for Palm Coast. Thank God for New Smyrna Beach. But let me tell you something. There are cities with our names on it and we're gonna walk in there. Y'all better not make me preach this morning. On August the 29th, we will close on our brand new building in Palm Coast. God has given us a... We have now just set up our financing. We're putting it together for Panama City and we're about to purchase our brand new building in Panama City. You know why? Because there's new places and we're gonna have new faces. If you're ready to join me, give God a praise. New faces. Are you glad to be a part of something that is bigger than this room? New faces, new places. Watch this. Instead of shame and dishonor, 
you will enjoy a double share of honor. You will possess a double portion of prosperity in your land and everlasting joy will be yours instead of shame and dishonor. You will enjoy a double share of honor. You will possess a double portion. Well, I don't like that, but then you don't like the word because that's what the Bible said. And it's windy words. I said, that's windy words right there. Instead of shame and dishonor, you will enjoy a double share of honor. You will possess a double portion of prosperity in your land and everlasting joy will be yours. You say, well, Apostle, I got too much junk in my trunk. I got too many issues. I've got too many failures. But I declare that all of our ministry is about to walk in provision. I'm declaring a double portion of joy. I'm declaring that we won't walk in shame and dishonor. I'm declaring that God is going to, to give us a double portion. I decree and declare. I speak windy words. Raise your hands. I speak over you this house and your family double honor double portion blessings and unbridled joy you say well, I don't deserve it not because we deserve it but because this is a season of new graces if you're ready for new faces new places and new graces now is the time give God a praise Tell everybody in your neighborhood, say neighbor. You can sit there if you need to, but I know that now is the time. Say now is the time. New faces, new places, and new graces. Jump on your feet and give God a praise. Holler at your boy. Let me hear you give God a praise right now. Shout unto God. New faces, new places, new graces. Apostle's not coasting. I'm not, I'm not resting. I'm pursuing. I'm dreaming, I'm believing, I'm searching, I'm looking, because if you've got a pulse, God's got a plan. You hear me? Now is the time for you, sister. Now is the time for the breath of heaven to breathe in your life. Now is the time for you to begin to speak windy words over your family, windy words over your children, windy words over your future. Don't you get caught up in the Facebook drama. Those are worldly words. We're looking for windy words. After 25 years, here's what I say. It's not time to quit. You know why? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Hallelujah. 
He said, he has anointed me to set at liberty those that are captive. Liberty is a real powerful word in the Hebrew, and I'm closing now. It, it literally means a flowing, like a free flow, like a river that cannot be dammed up or cannot be stopped. But if you trace the word to its deepest meaning, it implies a flowing, a free flowing of myrrh. Remember Jesus, when he was born, they brought him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And myrrh was actually more valuable than gold. When Jesus was on the cross, they offered him myrrh, vinegar to drink. Because here's the components of myrrh and what they produce. Myrrh, it is said, releases healing. And I declare that on every campus, there will be a free flow of myrrh. He'll heal your past. He'll heal your brokenness. But they gave that myrrh to Jesus when he was on the cross because myrrh was known to be a painkiller. And maybe you're in the room today and you've got a lot of pain in your life. Maybe you're here today and you've had the pain of betrayal or the pain of failure or the pain of addiction. Maybe there's some problems you can blame on other people, but some problems you can't blame on nobody but yourself. In this room today, there is pain. There's the pain of failure. There's the pain of struggle. There's the pain of, oh, I just looked back and apostle, it's pain. Here's what I want you to know. The painkiller is in the room today. He's healing me. When I take and eat, it's Jesus. It's the bread and the wine. He's healing me. When I take and eat of the table of God. Sing it. Somebody raise your hands. There's an oil that's about to flow in here right now. Hallelujah. It's not always a shout. Sometimes there's just an oil that comes in the room. It's coming right now. He'll heal you right now. He'll drive out the pain of that failure. The pain of that divorce. The pain of that betrayal. The pain of that season. Sing it. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. He's healing me. It's Jesus. It's the bread and the wine. It's the bread and the wine. He's healing me when I take and drink. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. He's healing me. Hallelujah. When I take and Come on. He's the myrrh is flowing right now. 
Come on, it's flowing right now. Say, it's Thank you for joining us for today's message. You can continue to be part of all that God is doing here at Calvary Christian Center. You can text to give at 386-866-3060, or you can visit calvaryfl.com give. We would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and also to share this podcast with your community, your family, and your friends. You can also stay connected by following us on social media at Calvary FL and by subscribing to our YouTube channel. Again, thank you for joining us.